LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler Vinoy. And Ron, in this episode, we're going to be talking about five harsh realities of leading change. And I've heard you say that leading change is a part of leadership. And probably a lot of people have heard that over and over again. But what do you mean by that? Well, you can't lead without change, simply. Um, uh, You know, if you don't have anything that needs changing, you probably don't need a leader. Hmm. Um, If you want things to stay the same, you don't need a leader. And uh, here's another assessment. In our last episode, we talked about an assessment we're going to create. Yep. Coming soon still. Yes. And in this new assessment, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to assess, are you a better leader or a better manager? Mm. We need both. Yeah. And we need both to be successful. But some people just would rather run things that are currently created. And some people would rather invent something new and and go somewhere. Leaders are more designed towards the what's next. Mm. And... Uh, and so that's just a, it's a part of leading is 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 change. And uh, if you're uh, if you're in the middle of some change leadership right now, uh, you're going to hear some of these harsh realities and say, yeah, that's me. And you may not even have known that it was normal, you know, and, I, and that's one of the things I, know, I, I realized with having been in leadership, you know, for 35 years or so. A lot of things that I experience, I'm experiencing them again and I'm experiencing them again and I'm experiencing them again to the point where this is normal. Or I'm hearing a lot of other leaders going through the same thing and it's been like, well, of course it is because this is a natural part of leadership. So that's what these are. These are harsh realities of leading change that you're going to experience if you if you attempt it. Mm. I think that's very helpful for somebody to hear because it may be, oh, this is just my context. Right. This is happening. If I look over there, it's different. Yeah. And some people also think that leading change could be easy. Yeah. And these are harsh realities. That's right. So, let's hop in here. Five of them. What's the first one? The first one is there will be more conversations about you than with you. Mm. And um, let's take the context because we have a lot of pastors that listen. If you're a pastor attempting to lead change, more people are talking about you in the hallways than are talking to you in the hallways. Granted, mm-hmm. it's just the truth. Yeah. And and that's not all bad. You know, it could be, man, great message. Did you hear that? I hear this. Somewhat, the leader has a little bit of the kind of, I don't say this in the wrong way, wrong context, but some of the celebrity status, you know, people talk about them uh, because they're the leader. So there will be, um, uh, you know, conversations about you and they won't all be bad. But in the midst of change, people are talking about that change and uh, and all they're not always talking to you. Just know it exists. And because of this, it makes me ask a lot of questions during times of change. I want to make sure I know what people are saying. I want to make sure I'm staying informed. Um, I I try to cast vision anyway, but based on what people are asking or what people are saying that I'm not hearing, (laughs) you know, I I want to be able to cast vision towards that. So just know that that people are out there talking. Hmm. I think of when you say that, I think of Theodore Roosevelt's quote, a man in the arena. He yeah. says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong the man stumbles, but it's the man in the arena. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can read that as 
Um, there really shouldn't be criticism. You're not in the arena. Mm. But I think there's also a part of that that I am stepping into the arena and this is to be expected. Yeah. Uh, we all watch sports and it's easy for us to say the coach should have done this. Right. Um, and that's part of stepping into leadership and, yeah. and especially leading change that you can expect people to be talking about you, not and to you. Armchair quarterbacks, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm great at that. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, what's the second one? The second one is you will likely, again, this is when you're a harsh reality when you're leading change. You will likely be misunderstood more than you'll be appreciated, at least in the process, or at least it will feel like that at the time. You know, I, I ha- am uh, convinced uh, this is a uh, hypothesis based on years of leadership research <laughs> that naysayers have louder vocal cords mm. and they type in all caps. You know, uh, it, it's just the reality. Um, it, it changes confusing to people. It change always uh, creates a sense of loss because something they used to have is not there anymore. Loss always leads to an emotion. All those things are true. And um, and, and so people are going to be in that disarray. And because of that, they're, they're not going to necessarily appreciate the change that you're leading them to along the process of change. They may get there when they see the new reality, when things are better, when things are improved. Man, I'm so glad we did this. You know, it's so funny to see how many people jump on board when it's a success, you know? Yeah. Um, but along the way of 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 change leadership, you're you're going to have more people who don't understand why you're doing it than are cheering you on in in doing it, and that's just reality. I think of a. I'm sorry to keep bringing up no. quotes, but I think of the quote, and I'm, I might butcher this, but it's that a successful coach gets you to do things that you don't want to do to accomplish a goal that you want to achieve. That's right, and that's I mean, they may not appreciate you in the moment, right? But in the long run, they may. Yeah. Now, it can get very taxing on you yes. if you feel that there's you're being misunderstood more than right. appreciated. And leadership is a stewardship of trust. I know mm-hmm. you said that. How do you like cut through the misunderstanding? Is it, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are cheering you on? Mm. Or how would you advise someone who maybe they're sitting in this and you're like, man, I've been understood for the past six months. Mm. We've been through a season of change. And I know that there's good things happening and I, I hear a few. Mm. How would you suggest to them to keep going and to make sure that they're not only hearing the all caps? Yeah, well, in, for one, the first one that comes to mind uh, to counter the all caps is make sure you keep the, the ones that are positive. You know, <laughs> uh, I have an encouragement file. I've kept it for years. Uh, I remember Michael Hyatt and I years ago compared – uh, we've been keeping these encouragement files for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I definitely want to keep those because I've had days where I just have to go back and through and read. You know, do I, am I worth anything today? Well, this person thought I was. This person thought I was. This person thought I was. Yeah. And so um, but it's also having yourself um, and, and not being removed from the naysayers to the point where if you're missing something, you need to see it. But at the same time, understanding I've got to have some people who believe in me enough that can speak into my life and and be the encouragers that I need there. Um, but you know, trust is a is a part of leadership, as you said, and 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 it just um, 
and stewarding that along the way. Part of it, too, is don't change ahead of your leadership trust. You know, don't get ahead of how much trust you have. Mm. Uh, so that takes time and that takes experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're going to be misunderstood more than appreciated. Yeah. Harsh reality. Well, if you don't have an encouragement file yet, go ahead and just open up a file there and start creating it. So you're going to need Well, that. and I have two because I have the email one that stays and then I have the box where the notes came in, you mm -hmm. know. So you can go through both of them that yeah. way. That's awesome. What's number three? You'll explain it as clearly as you know how, and some will still not understand it. I, I mean, you know, it'll be and it'll be for me like I get this. I know where we're going. I thought we had it all. We all the experts have weighed in on it. We've crafted a vision. All those sort of things. And then like somebody says, "Well, why are we doing this?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." Were you asleep? Yep. You know, where yep. were you? You know, and it, it's just and it can be frustrating, but it's just a, simply a harsh reality that that some people are just not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So to combat that, is it, of course, you can be as clear as you want in mm -hmm. presenting it. Is it that you need to, of course, part of casting change is saying it over and over again, yep. recasting the vision. That's right. But even in the recasting of the vision, are you saying that some still just may misunderstand? Some will. They, some will. They'll have to see it to believe it. Yep. You know, um, Jesus had a disciple like that, right? So it's it's um, once they see it, okay, now I get it. Mm -hmm. And some people are just wired that way. Yep. Uh, and, that, and that's okay. I would say share it in different ways, illustrate it with stories, um, make sure some key influencers understand along the way uh, and that they support the need for the change. But just know yep. not everybody's going to understand. Yep. Uh, our director at, at Lifely Leadership, Todd Atkins, he uses uh, the analogy of Napoleon's rule of thirds. And mm -hmm. this was in his army talking about change. Mm -hmm. uh, we can take it into the church, but there's three groups. There's those who are ready for change. There's the others that are completely reluctant to change. But then there's those in the middle that just want to see who's going to win out. Right? Yeah, that's right. You're yeah. like, uh, which direction? I want right, to be right. on a winning team. I'm going to follow the one. So I feel like there, there's some people who may even understand, mm -hmm. but they're like, I want to wait and see how sure. this plays yeah. out. Yeah, they are. I, You know, probably off record, probably shouldn't say it. I'm, those are not my favorite type people to lead with because <laughs> because they are fickle on wanting to be on the winning team. Mm. And and uh, sometimes I, I know you and, and Nate are diehard to your team fans, you know, and and uh, you're a Tennessee fan, right? That's yes. Hard to do unfortunately, some days. <laughs> lately, yes. But uh, Nate's right there with him. Yep. He's almost shift to baseball. He's he's like, baseball is my new sport. Hey, we're having a great year. We'll take whatever <laughs> sport wants to be good right now. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Well, what about number four? You might not get to enjoy the results of change. Uh, you can put everything into it, perfect plan, everything works, and you, you get to this new reality, and then God takes you somewhere else. Oh. Or, uh, or it needs to be changed again. You know, and I think that I may have uh, that one may lead into the next one. But, yeah, so it's it's, uh, you know, we've got biblical examples of people that Moses did a lot of heavy lifting hmm. and didn't get to experience it. And uh, and I've done that, you know, in church revitalization, I may be the one that can help the church get to that place where they can grow again. But I'm not the person to carry it forward after that. And that can be hard because we you know, you feel like you built this um, 
and I don't mean that in the wrong way or an irreverent way, but you, 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 God led and allowed you to help this season of change come, and then mm-hmm. you don't get to experience the reality. Or you could be in the business world and you help change and implement and all this. Well, you did so well. Guess what? Promoted. Yep. Go change something else. Yep. There's, I was actually talking to somebody about this with seasons of organizations where there might be somebody who is the one that kind of needs to strip everything away. Yeah. And they do some of the most important work there is. Right. But just because of perception of the leader, they're not going to be the ones to be, take it to the next step. Yeah. So I think even here, and you can maybe able to speak into this more. You're you're called to be the one to change, but your your part of the change is is basically under the hood, yeah. making the hard decisions, mm. while the Lord's going to call you away. And there's another leader that's going to be able because of your work. Yeah, it can now move forward. Yeah, yeah. and and one may get celebrated more than the other. Mm. You know, because uh, one gets to experience the the fruit of 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 the change, uh, and that's okay too. Yeah. But uh, in those settings, you know, my advice is you just got to remember your calling um, and seek your affirmation and the purpose behind the change. Uh, you know, we have um, we've planted a couple of churches. Both those churches are doing well. Our names are not on the websites, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I always just tell Cheryl, uh, you know, you can't tell that story without talking about our living room, though. You know, so we have to seek the reward and I don't, again, I don't mean this in an irreverent, irreverent way. The rewards in Christ and all that, but we, but when somebody else is is enjoying the fruit of your labor, you got to celebrate that. Yep. Because you had a part in that. God used used you in that. Yeah. And just real quick, let me just make a point here that maybe you are enjoying somebody else's fruit, mm-hmm. like their their sowing of the fruit. You should also celebrate them and, and let others know that hey this couldn't have been done yeah. without ron yeah and they in their living room this was where right. it started so. right and that's very important what about the last one the last one is the change you lead as good as it might be and i kind of alluded to this will eventually need to be changed again and man this is a harsh reality because like i i have led some changes of bylaws or um or getting rid of choir robes, and and I'm I'm still got some scars from that, or <laughs> or moving the library, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and I mean, we got rid of choir robes. Well, guess what? They might come back someday. And then I, <laughs> I look, I watch that church, and I'm like, what? You got to be kidding! Choir robes are back. Yep. No way. Yep. But uh, it's it, you, it's got to know that's what change is. Hmm. And that's what leadership is. We started with that concept. And so be okay with the fact that, yeah, that, that some things are going to change and that's okay. Um, you can do the best job you could possibly do. Probably going to have to be changed at some point. Yeah. Be okay with that. Yeah. I think that's, uh, there's a lot of humility in that as well. It, as great as the idea is at the beginning, there's going to be a time frame on it. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a humble reality. Well, hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, please help us out. You can download, share, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And also, we'd love to hear from you about topics that you'd like for us to discuss. You can leave us a review on iTunes and let us know, or you can shoot Ron a message on his website and we'll discuss it on the podcast. We'll see you next time. 
Jesus' final charge to his disciples was to go and make disciples of all nations. And yet, many Christians today struggle to understand what this means for them. And many churches find it difficult to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. For the past 15 years, our friends at Downline Ministries have partnered with local churches by equipping men and women to know God's word and make disciples in the context of their homes, their churches, and their communities. They do this through the Downline Institute, a nine-month training program where students are taught Genesis through Revelation, biblical manhood and womanhood, and practical discipleship training. If you long for a greater knowledge of God's word, a clear vision for making disciples, and a strengthening of biblical discipleship in your church, check out the Downline Institute's in-person and virtual training options. Downline is offering our listeners $100 off of the tuition cost. Just use the code LIFEWAY when you apply at downlineministries.com.